The next speaker and final speaker of the evening. The final speaker of the evening will be Bobby Seale, the chairman of the Black Panther Party. that we just left I had the other day in Oakland, California in Racist USA was preceded by a funeral that was held for Brother Bobby Hutton. And at this funeral one of the preachers who began to get himself uptight and began to check the situation out, doing his best not to do any more timing, stated that there was a man, a little story he's told, a man who was wandering in the hills and in the woods and he was looking for a spring that was supposed to have clear water where he could get a drink because he was thirsty. He was very, very thirsty. And he found a spring that was very, very muddy and dirty and filthy. The water wasn't clear. So he began to sit down and try to get him some clear, clean water by trying to clear the spring out. He went through all kinds of hassles and changes, trying to clear the spring out so he could get him a clear drink of water from the spring. And another man came along and said, what are you trying to do? He says, I'm trying to get me a clear drink of water here. I've been thirsty for a long, long time, and uh, I can't seem to get the dirt and the filth and the mud and the dirt that's here in the spring cleared out to get me a clear drink of water. The man said, well, the reason you can't do that, he says, because up on top of the hill, about a mile or two back, where you haven't checked out yet, he said, there's a hog in the spring. He said, there's a hog in the spring. And a lot of little pigs are running around too in the spring. All we want is a little freedom. All we want is a clear drink of water. But there's a hog in the spring. Look. How should we try and how should we work to get the hog out of the spring? Now, the spring has been running dirty for a long, long time. For peoples in Vietnam, for peoples in Africa, our black brothers, for our black brothers and colored brothers and sisters in South America and Asia and the Caribbean, etc., throughout this world. For three quarters of the world who are non-white, 
who have been getting brutalized and beat and exploited and colonialized, etc., by this racist power structure here in America, the hall has got to be removed from the spring. You can sit by and many times you might say, well, the spring is not really that dirty. But if you're so close to the hog and you have to have a tendency to sit by and think it's a game that's going on while the hogs and the pigs dirty the spring and while you enjoy yourself looking at the hogs and the pigs dirty the spring where the clear water is, where the freedom is that we want, and you think it's a game, you jiving and you shucking. You shucking yourselves. And these young Black Panthers here, and many others, and many, many other thousands of people who join in the party now, are concerned with, move, with removing that hog from the spring. Now, how do we do it? For a long, long time, we've struggled. Brother Martin Luther King, gave us a tactic, and this tactic, a tactic that he used, was exhausted. And it was exhausted with a racist bullet taking his life. Brother Bobby Hutton, a member of the Black Panther Party, hasn't yet exhausted his means, but yet he was killed by the same kind of racist bullet. Pig. Hungry, exploiting, robbing, thuggish pigs. The whole power structure and all its racism. We have to fight it. We have to deal with this hog. We have to deal with this pig. We have to deal with and understand the situation. We have to understand that when Huey P. Newton says that power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner, that when Huey P. Newton gives this functional definition of power, he's talking about power in a real sense. He's not talking about green power, which is a shuck. Green power? Let's ask the question. Green power? As Huey P. Newton teaches us, he says that the North had Yankee money and the South had Confederate money. Both had green power. The North also had organized guns in force, and the South also had organized guns in force. But the North, using many, many black men and many, many slaves, ex-slaves or slaves, outmaneuvered the South and had all the guns in force. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. The North defined the South's money as not being money anymore, and they burned it in the streets. The only power that was there was the organized guns in force. It was the organized guns in force. Money is only a tool by which power is manipulated. We've seen this happen with the racist white power structure and what it's done to the world. Racist America. Congo and oppressed people, South Africa, Africa, Liberia, Ghana, Guinea, South America, Cuba, where a valiant revolutionary struggle went down, 
China, where most valiant revolutionary struggle went down against all forms of exploitation and is still going down in relation to the world struggle of black people and people to be free. All across this world, we can see what racism is doing. And all across this world, right here in America, you can see what black people are getting ready to do to begin to stop racism. Do I have to talk about the fact that Rockefeller's subsidiaries and banking industry takes out 27% of the net profits out of South Africa? Do I have to talk about the fact that 55% of the surplus uranium that came to the United States from 1955 to 1962 come from South Africa, where a black man works in a mine making $260 a year, and a white man doing the same damn job makes $3,360 a year? Do we have to go through these facts that are scattered throughout the world, these type of examples, to get you to understand what's going down? Do I have to lay out to you again the platform and the program of the Black Panther Party? Do I have to get you to understand what we mean by black liberation in this country? Do we have to get you to understand the necessity of black people taking up arms to defend themselves against racist attack in this country? Well, damn it, if I have to do it, we're going to do it. Here we are. All right, come on now. Listen. In our program, it states, if you haven't read it, you begin to read it, you begin to understand it. This program is not outlined for the white community, it's outlined for the black community. Now, number one, we want power to determine our own destiny in our own black communities. Number two, we want full employment for our people. Number three, we want decent housing fit for shelter of human beings. Number four, we want an end to the robbery by the white man of black people in their black communities. Number five, we want decent education that teaches us about the true nature of this racist, decadent system and education that teaches us about our true history and our role in society and the world. Number six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. Number, number seven... Number seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people. Number eight... We want all black men and women to be released from county jails, prisons, federal, state, what have you, because they have not had fair trials. They've been tried by all white juries. Number nine, we want all people when brought to trial to be tried in a court by their peer groups or people from their black community as is defined by your jive constitution of the United States. Number 10, in a summarization, we want some land, we want some bread, we want some clothing, we want some education, we want some justice, and we want some damn peace. If I say I want peace, then you say you should put down your gun. But hasn't it occurred to you by now, after 400 years of being brutalized and murdered and lynched and maimed by guns and force on the part of racists and the racist power structure in this country, it's damn near time we picked up the gun to try to begin to get some peace, to defend ourselves and our community from racist attacks by the pigs, to defend ourselves against racist attacks by Birchites or Minutemen or Ku Klux Klansmen or what have you? 
Hasn't it occurred to you that it's damn near time we organize ourselves in some fashion to have some ability to begin to make races and the racist power structure act in a desired manner as we define the functional definition of what power is? The ability to define the situation, and we have been defining it. Now we must organize in our black communities to also make the power structure and the racist system act in a desired manner. And what is that desired manner? Politics. What is politics? What is politics? You think politics starts with a seat in the assembly? No, it doesn't. It's related to it, but it doesn't start there. Politics starts with a hungry stomach. Politics starts with a pig crushing us across our skull and murdering our people. Politics starts with the fact that we get rotten education, we get brainwashed and fooled and the trick notion and trick knowledge and, and the everything else that goes on with us in terms of the exploitation that goes down. Politics starts with the fact that we want decent housing, fit for shelter of human beings. Now this is where politics starts. And black people now understand with the Black Panther Party that we are going to relate to politics in a real fashion. We are not going for no more jive verbal sincerity at all. Don't give me Robert F. Kennedy your jive shut. I think it is necessary here that we've come forth. I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of my black brother being brainwashed too. Uh, Kingfish, uh, what did you think about uh, uh, John F. Kennedy or uh, Robert Kennedy? Well, Andy, you know how it go there, boy. I think the boy is going to do something there. Look, we're not going for that thing anymore. Robert F. Kennedy was well related to Robert Williams being put in a situation where he had to vamp from this country and split because he was being prosecuted by Robert F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy did not send troops into Birmingham in 1963 until black people decided it was necessary for them to defend themselves. When Martin Luther King's motel was bombed and the races had been attacking us constantly in that particular area and all over this country, why didn't John F. Kennedy send some troops in then? He didn't send troops in until after black people decided we're going to defend ourselves from racist attacks and went to the streets and whooped up a few racist heads. Then Robert F. John F. Kennedy decided to send in troops. See, all that verbal sincerity we learned from the past. We learned. So we're going to guide our feet by the lamps of the past. And we're going to make sure that we won't fall into more bags. So peace and freedom, if you want to do something, get down to nitty gritty and don't miss no nits of grits. No more shucking and no more jiving with the McCarthy's, with the lynching Baines Johnson, with the Governor Regans, with the Robert F. Kennedy's, right on down the line. No more shucking and jiving. You want to support black liberation, you support the 10-point program of the Black Panther Party. That's what you support. Freedom. We are not going to sit around and superficially and abstractly try to define freedom anymore. Black people, the mothers who scrubbed Miss Ann's kitchens and brought the shopping bags home for the leftover ends, and the black brothers who've tried to do their best to struggle in this system, who've been railroad systems, etc. The black brothers on the block, the young kids coming up, the crap that we get in, this, in the context of this racist system, we're going to define our freedom and we're going to define it by comparing 
with what we get in the future against what we don't have now. That's the way we're going to define our freedom. So you're thrown in a position where you don't sit up to me and talk anymore. I really feel for your situation. Uh, you know, uh, really now, John, uh, Negroes shouldn't be violent, but I really feel for your situation. I don't want to hear that crap. I shouldn't be violent. Okay, I shouldn't be violent. You so mis some some of you are so miseducated, and have have we went into your communities and lynched you and murdered you? No, racists have come into our communities throughout this country, lynched and murdered and brutalized us. Have we went into your community and intimidated you with any guns? No, racists, pigs, cops have intimidated and brutalized and murdered us. Did we design this racist power structure system here that exploits and maims black people? No. They designed it and it's used against us. We didn't put it on you. Now, don't you, if next time you try to accuse us of racists, you better check yourself and see who the hell you're accusing. The Black Panther Party does not hate anybody because of the color of their skin. That's the game of the Ku Klux Klansmen. You check it out. We will not, we will not stoop to the level of hating a person because of the color of their skin because we understand where racism is manifested. It's not just manifested in some white man sitting in his community and saying, you know, I don't like black people because of the color of their skin. Racism is manifested in the racist, brutal murder and the racist bullet that killed Martin Luther King, the racist bullet that killed the racist bullet that killed Medgar Evans, the racist bullet that have killed and maimed and murdered black people across this country, the lynchings. This is where racism is manifested and you want to know what we hate? That's what we hate with a passion. So where do you go from there? You look at the Black Panther Party? Oh, they're gonna attack me tomorrow. If you bring a gun down in the black community and start shooting at some black man, brother's gonna shoot back. I'm sorry. You're gonna get buck shots, 12 double buck, 357 magnums, and we're gonna go for what we know. Now you say we shouldn't, I say we're gonna do it whether you like it or not. Now, the rest of you who want to start dealing with the power structure on a level where you want to try to change the system, get on your gig. You better get on your gig because you are jiving. Before Watts, before the rebellion, Black Rebellion in Watts, there were 1,300 cops. There's a little over 6,000 pigs in this county now. And some 70% of them are directly concentrated in the black communities controlling black people. Oakland's pig force has been tripled since three and a half years ago from 350 pigs to over a thousand pigs. San Francisco double and every major metropolis across this country where black people live, the pig forces have been tripled. The, double, the National Guards have been doubled. Now you check it out. Now who are they putting them out there for? For those of you out in Santa Monica, don't be foolish. They're out there for black people with stoner guns and new equipment. You understand politics enough to know that you gotta change that system? When Ronald Reagan sits up and chops up the little chicken fee or, or welfare at the same time, do you remember when he was doing that, he increased his highway patrolman some 1,500? You start thinking about 700 or 800 dollars a month for a highway patrolman's salary a month, 
add that by 12 and you start thinking about the new cars and the new equipment, etc. And when Los Angeles County asks for 45 or 50 or 200 million dollars for the black community so they can organize themselves, you know where it went to. It went to the increase of a Gestapo force that Reagan and the rest of these racist bastards and Lyndon Bain Johnson are putting all over this country. So this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a reality. There's no more time to sit down and continue discussing as to whether or not the racist white wall that black people are chained against is real or not. There's no more time to do that. It's time for you white people to get off in your white communities and begin to end racism. And we'll deal with it in our communities. That's where you're going to work at. Don't come down in our communities trying to grow Philadelphians and poppies. And don't come down in our communities talking about the basic socioeconomic structure as it's, it's related to the adverse conditions that black people are subjected to. Black brother say, I don't want to hear this crap. The best thing you can do is get hat because I'm thinking about robbing you. Because he don't want to hear it, and I don't blame him. So you stay in your own community. Because one of them brothers down there get to see you down there, he don't know. Some of them ain't running to the Panther Party and ain't been instructed yet not to rob you just yet. The brother ain't been instructed on the political relationship between you whites and the Peace and Freedom Party, etc. So don't come down there. We'll take care of our community because we want our power in our community to determine our own destiny, our black communities. We want our own black police force, chosen people, controlled, wait a minute, wait a minute, controlled by black people, and we're going to make one specific rule that while he's going to be a member of the police department chosen from our black community, He's going to have to live in our black community in the areas that he patrols because of this here. If he have to live there, he ain't going to be murdering and committing no police brutality because he got to come back home and sleep that night. If that ain't given a significant symbolic understanding of having power to determine your own destiny in your own black community, I don't know what the hell is. That's a very significant point to start with. Point number seven of the program of the Black Panther Party deals specifically with the fact that black people should and do and are forming black self-defense groups, defend themselves against racist attack on the part of the pig department and any other racists who come in our community. So you see organized black brothers here ready to do what they have to do to defend themselves against all forms of racist attacks. And this is where it's going. This is political. Power comes out of the barrel of a gun, and if you don't believe it, you jiving. You see that power structure up there? Where did their power come from? Every time they make a political decision upon any group of people's head throughout this world or any local country or any local community and the people disagree with that political decision that's been made by the power structure, the power structure sends in guns and force to see that that political decision they've made is carried out. Black people revolted in Watts, they revolted in Newark, they revolted in Detroit, they revolted all across this country. Rebellions, 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 115 rebellions before our black brother's king and over 100 and some odd rebellions after his death. Those rebellions is the part and the voice of the people 
understand that we disagree with the oppressive conditions that we are in, and these oppressive conditions are caused by the po political decisions that have been made on the part of the power structure, and each time the power structure mobilizes guns and force to send it on the people. So what should we do? Should we go there and sit in and slide in, roll in, jump in, beg in, pray in, wait in, boogaloo in? No, because while we're doing all that and while we're singing, we shall overcome. Some pig is keeping a beat on our head. We shall overcome. See what I mean? Crushing our skulls and we're sitting there. No, no, no. King has already said that we shall overcome. So we're going to do it for real. Overcome. Now Mike is going to run for DA here. Mike says he's not a racist. As long as Mike doesn't act in a racist manner, we'll treat him as not acting like a racist. And that's that. We don't have to go through a long dissertation of bull crap, running around concerning ourselves with whether or not the white wall, the white racist wall that we're chained against is real or not. We're not going to talk about the molecular structure of the wall. You know, the molecular structure of the wall really says, you know, that it's really 90% space, you know. Now, is the wall really real or not? And meanwhile, it's black men, and all these black men up here with their arms, you damn right it's real. I want to get free from it. So the brother breaks one of the chains on the right. Newark, Detroit, Watts, black rebellions across the country, brother breaks a chain. Now, are you going to still sit down and start talking about whether or not the white racist wall is real or not? About the molecular and atomic structure of it? No, you're not going to do it anymore. If you're not going to be a racist, you're not, because you're going to pick up a crowbar and you're going to start prying the rest of those spikes loose. Because we're coming off the wall. We're overcoming. We ain't jiving. It's going to be that way. Every racist who comes in our community has to be driven out by one means or another. And if you want to aid black liberation, you start working on some of them jive legislatures who supposedly represent you, who are jiving and shucking. You start working on that. And when we come over here and say, say look, man, there's a special racist that's doing such and such and such and such, and we're picking down our situation, you come on down and get down to nitty-gritty and don't miss any nits or grits. It's time for you to move. Black people are on the move. All they need is organizing. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're not outnumbered. Around this world, black people and colored people are not outnumbered. We are out organized by the racist white power structure. You are out organized. Anti draft demonstrators, don't tell me you don't know what police brutality is all about. When you were up there in Oakland, in front of the anti-draft office, the draft office, and you were demonstrating against it, what did that pig department do? They whooped your heads. Right down here when LBJ come, whooped your heads. And then you came to me, a black man, and says, you know what? All that stuff you're talking about, police brutality, is really real, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's real as hell. 
We've been experiencing it for 400 years. It's real. You disagree with the political decisions that the power structure had made. The power structure sending violence and force upon your head. To see that's, that its basic political decision be carried out. You were there non-violently. I mean, you weren't violent. You were sitting there and you were going to sit in front of the place real non-violent like. And you were going to say, well, just have to arrest me. The pigs didn't do that. They come down there with force and hit you upside your head. I was sitting in jail, look, reading the, Oak, the racist Oakland Tribune, checking you out. I said, I wonder what they learned. I just wonder. The brothers know. You notice how you got them big demonstrations going across the country and you was talking about them nonviolent? You didn't see that many black brothers in there, did you? We've been knowing for 400 years. We wasn't coming out there. We weren't coming out there at all. Besides the rebellions that we've had in our community, we don't know what them pigs would do to, you, uh, to us. Look, the platform of the program of the Black Panther Party only outlines the clear drink of water that we want of freedom. That's all. And we are saying that it's time, that it's time that people move forward, they begin to stop racism, begin to deal with it. Now, I thought, well, you've been closer to the races than we have. Start dealing with it. Learn. How do we deal with the racism that comes down upon our heads? We're learning. The other night, we learned warfare through warfare from being attacked in Oakland. The brothers did their best. They had floodlights on that place. They put tear gas in that place and they set a fire in the bottom of the basement. That's what they did. They forced some brothers in there by attacking them. And the brothers got off in there and went for what they knew. And we learn warfare through warfare. We learn warfare through our brother's death, who died for our freedom. Because he stuck with it, because he believed in it. When Bobby Hutton walked out of that house, slightly before he walked out of that house, Elders Cleaver told him to take off all his clothes, man. Elders Cleaver had been in prison before and he was quite hip to this racist system and how they do things. He said, because you won't get killed if you take off all your clothes. And young Bobby Hutton was just a little too modest and said, later for it, man, and didn't take off all his clothes. And the pig said, now, nigga, run to the car, the squad car. And before he could get there, they gunned him down. Elders took off all of his clothes, every stitch. Because he said, if they shoot me and kill me, since we're being forced out, I can't see how to shoot across the water in my eyes. I can't see how to shoot with the floodlights. The tear gas is in here, and the fire is burning the place down. I got to come out. He said, so if they kill me, there won't be any bullet holes in my clothes. Elders was ready to leave that for you. That in case of murder, you can understand racism in the real sense. Bobby Hutton left it for us. Before Bobby Hutton died, 
before Bobby Hutton died, some five young brothers had been hit in Oakland, killed in Oakland. Young brothers, 16, 17, 18. Three weeks prior to Bobby Hutton. And Bobby Hutton made the sixth murder on the part of the pig department. In a period of three or four, three, three and a half weeks. So this is a memorial for our black brother, Bobby Hutton. Who was Bobby Hutton? Some of you probably may be thinking that we're saying that he's one of the first members to join just because he got killed. That's not true. Bobby Hutton was one of the first members to join. Even before the Black Panther Party was formed, I got Bobby Hutton a job at the local poverty program that I was working in that I got fired at because I wouldn't go for the crap they was putting down. Bobby Hutton took his money out of his pocket from that $1.35 an hour gig for 30 hours a week and the gig is there to try to make him think that he shouldn't organize against the power structure, but think the power structure is beautiful. Bobby Hutton took money out of his pocket to put the first office up. Huey P. Newton. Look, you're reading a paper about a man. Let me give you committing a robbery or something, and there's a shootout and someone is killed. You pass it off. But Huey P. Newton was stopped for a traffic ticket. And then a shootout occurs. That's a hell of a large gap that has to be filled. Especially when he's a political leader. Especially when we've opposed the pig department. We patrol those cops up there with guns and force to make sure no brutality was committed. Huey P. Newton didn't murder anybody. If we wanted to murder a cop, we could have murdered him way back there in October 1966 when we first started. They stopped Huey and held him down for 20 minutes and tried to set him up for a killing. But they lost. The pigs lost. <laughs> 20 minutes for a traffic ticket. It doesn't take 20 minutes to stop a man to give him a traffic citation. So we're going to have a trial in Oakland, May the 6th. That's Huey P. Newton's trial date, 9 a.m. We say we want Huey P. Newton free. May the 6th, 9 a.m., 12th and Fallon in Oakland. The National Days of Black Protests to free Huey P. Newton, to free Eldridge Cleaver, to free David Hilliard, to free all the black political prisoners, Rap Brown, all of them, right in Oakland, 50,000 in Oakland, May the 6th. Now, how many of you coming up May the 6th? Six days of trials. We're going to upset Oakland so bad, we're going to let the power structure know black people are going to be in the streets. Black people are going to demonstrate. We can easily tell black people in Oakland to go home. And you know what they do? They go home. We can easily tell black people to go to the streets. And you know what they do? They go to the streets. They say, all right, the Black Panther Party is where it's at, and they want us to lead them politically. We're going to do that. So everybody should be in Oakland. May the... For black protests against the power structure to stand that we want Huey P. Newton set free, support black liberation, that we want Eldridge Cleaver free, etc. 50 to 100,000. Mayor Redding, 
Governor Regan, Chief Police Gaines of the city of Oakland, Cahill of San Francisco are all shook now because we've announced the fact that 50,000 people, 50,000 to 100,000 people are going to be in Oakland. Now, is it so rough that you can't come there? What are you talking about? You demonstrated across this country a million strong, a million strong against the war in Vietnam. Now, if you can't get up off your butts to come up there to demonstrate against the war against black people, then you jiving and you shucking me. How many people we gonna have up there to say we gonna stand for Free Huey? You wanna stand up and say you gonna be there or you wanna sit down and contemplate it? May the 6th, in the city of Oakland, be there. Now we want Huey free. We wanna see where your money, where your mouth is at. You talk that talk, well get on up. Because we're saying we're a winner and we're going to move on up. You got it? I want to thank you.